Peace and Prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. After the wake of the COVID-19, COVID the coronavirus the world is in an uproar. And so what, what do we do? What do we say? What is our strategic plan of action? Here's another one, what if? <laughs> like what if I get it? What if something tragic happens in my house? Questions and fear can never be in the same house or in the same heart. Multiple questions and fear. That combination of questioning everything and being afraid creates a climate of disease or dis-ease. And so we can't allow fear and questions to cohabit. We need to stick with God, keep our eyes on the Lord. We're never motivated, motivated by the spirit of fear. He has not given us that spirit. Yet at the same time, fear, fear, listen to this, fear can be useful. Because what fear does is causes you to come out of a stupor to at least protect yourself. And God has given you the, uh, an ability to fear, but he has not given you that spirit of fear. And that is chronic phobias. You walk around uh, trying to come up. And a lot of people, I heard Bishop McLaughlin say this, are trying to speak for God. They have a philosophy. They haven't read one book from one page from the beginning to the end, but they got a philosophy about everything. Don't listen to these people. Everybody's not speaking for God. Everybody's not speaking for God. And the scriptures that we quote a lot of times, I'm showing you here to say this will not come nigh thee. Well, something happened here in Acts chapter 12 to a man of God who was in the house of God. The enemy is stretching forth his hands to affect the church. And what we need to be doing is understanding that we're not just going to hide behind our little scriptures right now. What we need to do is really bind together because it is in the unity of the spirit and the unity of the church that we gain strength. Amen. So watch these naysayers. People are using their platforms to speak for God. Uh, but everybody's not speaking for God. What we need to do now is make sure there are authentic voices in our lives and hear the word from those voices. There are many voices, and all of them have some type of significance. But there's a word, there's a voice, a word from the Lord that we need to really catch. and We need to make sure we're connected with, and God will use it to navigate us through these times. I certainly am not saying that I have anything relating to God, like I am God. What I am saying is that I believe I hear from the Lord, and I believe that as I go through the scriptures during this time, and as we come together, even if we have to go underground, we can stay connected. Amen. So there is a prophetic word. There is a strategic plan of action to the what-ifs and the questions, glory to God, that we have. Make sure you kick fear out. Make sure you keep fear at bay. Though it is around us, it cannot become our teacher. Uh, when we uh, decided on last weekend to uh, postpone, we used the word reschedule. They may seem similar to each other, but we chose to message this by saying reschedule because we want people to know that this is postponement sometimes has... Um, a flavor with it that says, well, maybe we don't know when we'll do this again. 
to say we're rescheduling is a little bit more mild as it relates to a major, uh, a major uh, feast like the City Fest. And so again, we want to use the right messaging. And so if I lay out something, I'm asking leaders to try to flow with me, to try to flow with me because the messaging needs to be the same. One of the things that's about to be tested in the church is our messaging. Well, one person has one thing they're saying, another person has another thing. Let me tell you about this time right now. Whatever you hear from God, from the pulpit, then echo it. And not try to come up with your own philosophy about anything. And if there's a debate, let's do it in the confines of leadership. Amen. Everybody don't speak for me and everybody can speak for me. And so if you're not a part of a life group or a part of whatever, you calling people together is not going to work. What we need to do is make sure that there are authentic people and authentic voices that are connected. And when you get with those people, we need to speak the same thing. Amen. So there is a prophetic word from the Lord. Thank you, God. First, write it down. The threat is real. There are people who are, I heard somebody from Miami saying today that he doesn't know if this stuff is real or not. He thinks they want to give everybody a vaccine and wipe out generations. Well, it is real. Science is there. Uh, the scientists are saying it. The, the, the people who study these type things are involved. And there's no way you can push something like this, a global situation, and, and somehow another is fabricated. And none of us know what time it is when the experts are saying it is real. It is a real threat. So get that in your heart and in your soul. King Herod in our text is a type of coronas. Uh, I want you to see these a type of virus that reached out and touched one of the leading figures in the fragile early church. Let's look at it again, verse 1, in that it was about this time that King Herod arrested, he stretched forth his hand and arrested some who belonged to the church. And look at the word, he intended to persecute them. This was not an accident. He made a decision in his boardroom that he was going to attack the church. And this virus has made a decision in the boardroom of hell to come against the people of God, to come against anybody that's got any faith. Anybody that loved the Lord, this virus says, we're going to attack you, especially the household of God, especially elderly women and especially elderly men. And he's going to use young people to carry the virus. In other words, you're the Trojan horse. We got to let you in the house, but if you're rebellious and going to do what you do, you'll bring this disease right in the home. The Trojan horse, if you know anything about Troy, you understand Troy was destroyed from the inside out. The Spartans, I believe it was the Spartans, the Spartans uh, decided to fool Troy. They couldn't penetrate their walls. The walls were too secure. So what the Spartans did is says, we're going to create a god that they would receal that they would receive, receive a big horse made out of wood, and then we're going to climb in it. We're going to put our best warriors inside of it because they're so religious. Their king was so religious. What does the God say? What does the God say? What does the gods say? What does the rap artist say? What does the idol worshiper say about this? What does the favorite voice I have say about this? No word from the Lord, though. No scripture, no context, just a whole lot of voices. 
because the king was so open to what people say, what the gods say. When he went out there and saw this Trojan horse outside the gate, the scripture says he received it, not knowing that soldiers were on the inside of it. He brings it in, and at night the soldiers climb out, and from the inside out, they were able to take out a few of the guards, open up the gate, and allow their armies to come in, not through the wall, but through the very strength of the city. Their gates, their authority was taken over just like that. And we need to make sure that we never become a Trojan horse to the people in our community. You can't carry a virus or an attitude or an issue into a sanitized area and not think you can, you can pollute it or hurt it. And that's why all of us need to hear the word of the Lord. Glory to God. All of us need to come under compliance to the will of God. Though the virus is attacking us, sanctifying yourself, washing your, oh my God, washing your hands, making sure that you measure how you function and flow will stop it from spreading. And so the next time the enemy tells you that sanctification don't work, he's showing you real time that sanctification works all the time. Can the church say amen? amen. And the Bible says he had James, he stretched, he intended to uh, persecute the church. This is not uh, to just speak negative, negatively of the church. This is a strategic plan to persecute the people of God, the church. I don't have time to dig into it. I have a lot to cover today. But that persecution is real. And I believe there's a persecution uh, to our citizens, a persecution of our elderly. A persecution of our kids, even now. <clears throat> Children over in Italy are dying at rapid numbers. Maybe they were vaping before this thing came out. But, but for some reason, the lungs are, are starting to be attacked. The, so here the enemy, he sends out vaping one year. Everybody starts doing it because he knows he has a plan. It's a strategic plan in 2020 when all visions should be clear because we vaped in the last uh, uh, era. Now the lungs are weak and here comes the, the Trojan horse, my God, to attack our young people. And even though they're a little self-centered, we don't want them to die either. Glory to God. We want them to be saved. But young people in Italy are falling by leaps and bounds. And we need to come together as a group. Because in America, whatever you see in Italy, you're going to see it sprout in America. Because we're even more liberal in America. Amen. And so it's all about freedom. It's all about freedom. I was watching uh, in 2016, I believe, or 2018, when, um, uh, when, there, when there was a shooting down south. And I think Marco Rubio was talking to a, having a town hall and a young 16 year old started addressing the, the senator. Everybody told me, yeah, this, uh, look at that young man attacking the senator. And I said, you all, man, I know we got freedom of speech, but there's no respect for authority. And when a child leads you, it means you're being judged. And if an immature leader steps up and ever leading people, it means God's judgment is on the land. And we need to start seeing things through the lenses of the scripture. Immaturity can't lead us. A child can't lead us. Read the book of Isaiah and you'll see Isaiah 1 and 2 and 3. And you'll see when leaders are leading us, it means when we're listening to children and what they say. And they're giving us direction. It means the judgment of God. When we listen to adults that can't handle anything, they're standing they're like a child in the heart. You start seeing the judgment of God. That's why we need strong leaders who know what time it is and not wearing their feelings on their shoulders right now, especially in the church of Jesus Christ. 
So he had James, the brother of John, put to death. I don't know if you remember this, but the sons of Zebedee asked Jesus, could they sit on their mother, say, can we sit on your right side and on your left side? Jesus said, you don't even know what you're asking. You want authority, but you don't know what you're asking for. I tell you what, can you drink, he says, of the cup that I drink from? Are you willing to die? That's basically what he was saying. And here you see, here you see one of them got the request. Because when Herod stretched forth to persecute, the first thing he does is grab the brother of John. Glory to God. James, the brother of John. And then he put him to death himself with the sword. He stuck a sword through his gut. And he, when he saw that it pleased the Jews, uh, when he saw that it pleased them, they began to shout, yeah, more like gladiators. Yeah, give us more blood. Then he went after Peter, the pillar of the church as well. Glory to God. This thing wants to take out leadership and take out folk who are standing in pulpits and pontiffs who are preaching the gospel on, an, uh, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, and take out the wisdom of our society. Look at what it's attacking. It's attacking the wisdom, the gray hair. And if you take the wisdom out, what do you have in a year? It's the grandmothers that's raising babies anyway. Everybody else is partying. What do we have if you take out the wisdom? Where are the elders? This thing is attacking. So I see the enemy of Corona and I also see the friend of Corona. The friend of Corona, glory to God, is separation. The friend of Corona is not only separation, the friend of Corona is division. The friend of Corona is arrogance that say we don't need leadership. We don't need, a, we don't need mothers and fathers who are over 60 and 70. That's the friend of Corona. The enemy of Corona is unity, communication, connectedness, sanctification. Wash your hands. Keep yourself right. You don't need to be gathering. I mean, you, you, you don't need to be gathering right now, not in big groups. And if you need to stay home, you can stay home because I'm talking directly to you. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be preaching right to that camera. Hear the word of the Lord. It's okay. We're going to come out of this. Glory to God. But right now, the church needs to go subterranean. And when we come out, glory to God, when we come out, it's like Jesus coming out. There's going to be a power of the resurrection in the church. You're going to see it grow even bigger and better after this is over. But right now, he died and then he was buried. We need to go in the ground, the underground church. Hallelujah. Look what they did to Peter when they grabbed Peter. They, they grabbed Peter, glory to God, seized him. Scripture says it happened at the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In other words, a time when we should be celebrating. We're trying to get ready for our Kingdom Life Conference. Here comes Corona. Kids are trying to graduate. They worked for 12 years and graduation snatched from them. People have been working for years. People working on deals and all of a sudden, you can't do it. Things are shutting down. Stock market plummeting. Amen. Things are happening all around the world. People want to go on cruises. They've been working for this. Spring break right here. We got a lockdown. This season and this time should be a, a fest, uh, a full of festivity. But instead of that, here comes Herod or Corona. 
Look at verse 4. After arresting him, he put him in prison. He wasn't kept, just comfortable with putting him in prison, but he handed him over to, the, to be guarded while in prison by four squads and uh, of four soldiers each. So he's in the dungeons, locked away. He's in the dungeons. And we need to understand uh, what this represents. The church is being seized. Glory to God. It doesn't mean we're powerless because we have some constraints on us. It doesn't mean the word of God isn't rich because we can't do and maneuver like we want. It doesn't mean that God has forsaken us because we have to do things differently. He prepared us for this. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a special people. That means he prepared us for this. Years ago, he told us, you can't just have church the way you have in church. I need you to do some things differently. There's something coming down the pike. I need you to start elevating internet. I want you to start elevating. You need to invest in this now. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. And when we do what God is calling us to do then, we can rejoice now. Because even though the church has to go underground for a season, God still has a way of ministering to his people. God still has a way of making sure we stay connected. And we will be connected. Glory to God. After arresting him, he put him in prison, hooked him up with four squads of four soldiers each. That means he had somebody watching him all the time. And though Herod has eyes on every community, though Corona is trying to invade every community, I'm here to give you a word from the Lord. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. We're not worried about what Corona is trying to do. God's eyes is running to and fro in the earth. The enemy walks in the earth, but God's eyes run. Glory to God. Where is Satan? He's walking through the earth, crawling through the earth, seeking whom he may devour. But the eyes of the Lord runs in the earth. Zoom, zoom. He's already ahead of the enemy. He knows what we need to do, and he will take care of his people. Come on, let's give God a praise right now for taking care of his people. He's running for you. He's running for you. The Bible said Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after Easter. So look at, we're getting ready for Easter, one of the greatest times in the Christian faith, and we on lockdown. <laughs> My God, don't worry about it, don't fret. We know in whom we believe. Hallelujah. My question is, whose report are you going to believe? Glory to God. We're going to believe the report of the Lord. His report say, I am healed. His report say, I am free. His report says, victory. <laughs> so don't look at your circumstance. Fear will superimpose itself over faith, but faith is designed to superimpose itself over its reverse, which is fear. So let's have faith in God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, so Peter was kept in prison, church on lockdown, but that part of the church that was able to go underground was earnestly praying. Look at that verse 5. Was earnestly praying to God for him. And so we already know that the church needs to be activated in several things. I want to encourage you while at home, you need to activate your prayer life. The whole family needs to pray. I'm not saying all day long, but pull everybody together and say a prayer. And you're going to pray for specific things that the church would be released. We are the light of the world. We're not supposed to stay on the ground forever. 
We're supposed to be on the hill that sits on the hill that cannot be hidden. The enemy has us going on the ground for a season, but we're not staying there. Thank you, Lord. There's a prophetic word from the Lord. Uh, and so we see that the, the threat is real. Look at the timing. The enemy's timing is so strategic. Because as we look in, in uh, Acts chapter 12, we see also in the 21st century, in the month of March, lockdown. The enemy doesn't want us to celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the feast of our 25th year. Uh, let's look at Resurrection Day, Easter. Uh, he wants to persecute Peter right after. That means he don't want you to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. But we're going to celebrate anyway. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Right after Easter, before graduations, before spring break, here comes this, this ease. So the church went underground. Please write it down. Peter's in the quadrant, locked up. The church must go underground sometimes. But the church has never, ever stopped growing just because it went underground. This is through history. Through the world wars, the church had to go underground. Uh, in Acts chapter 10, uh, the church, the Acts chapter 12, the church is persecuted. Still grow, still grew all around the world. Glory to God. The church is going to grow well underground. You know why? Because Jesus is going underground with us. Glory to God. He did it before. He's going to do it again. When he died, he went underground. Hallelujah. Went into hell. Set some things free. Broke principalities. Power. Broke the power of the enemy. Glory to God. And just like it happened in the early 1900s, uh, in one day, one or two days, that well, virus that was invading the entire world just died. And I believe God can speak a word and everything cease. Hallelujah. We must go this way for the good of the church. We've been a little too idle, uh, lackadaisical, uh, or just because we have money now, or just because things look good, we are clapping our hands. Or because we got a few judges, we're clapping our hands. Or because we got a high stock market. Yeah, we're clapping our hands. You can't legislate in a free society morality with the people. You have to make sure the church is right. So if you're going to talk about abortion and all of these things which we are against, you got to have programs for kids after they're born where you don't even want to do it. Conservatives, you don't want to do it. And then you got liberal Democrats that don't want to hear about it. Where is God in the midst of that? God is with the little children, not with our politics. And so where is the church? Oh, we're not taking care of those kids, but we don't believe in abortion, but we're not going to take care of those kids. You should take care of them yourself. Where are the fathers? Well, you want me to go back that far? I can show you where the fathers are. They're dead and they're in prison. So what we need to do is step up. Church needs to be able to speak truth to power, not agree with parties. We need to speak truth to power. Every prophet would always separate themselves from parties to speak to the powers that be. And we need to make sure that we are walking with God, sanctifying ourselves so we can always stay in that place to speak truth to power. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. Whoever's in the power, the power structure, we need to be able to speak to it. And we should reward them and encourage them when they're going through. Can the church say amen? And so Peter's locked up church is without guidance, went underground, but God is with the church. Last point before we start structuring some things. The church was alert and active. 
While on the ground, the church remained alert and active. Number one, it was active in prayer. And I want to encourage you, even though we may not be able to gather in prayer, we need to come together. We need to use freeconferencecall.com. Blow it up. Blow it up. We need to join in at specific times. I want to encourage everybody to have an email address. Those of you say, I don't like all that stuff. I don't like none of that. Well, your life, that may be your connecting point right now. You need to learn how to use email. We're like, what, 20 years behind time if you don't use email? And so you're going to get, you're going to get notifications, right? Everybody needs to download the church app. We've been talking about it, but you need to have it, and then you need to know how to do it. And we need people in our church that's going to help to teach others and make you feel comfortable with those things. Amen. And so we want to make sure that the church is active in prayer. Let us pray. When there's a call, a clarion call, it may come through a text. It may come uh, through a, uh, uh, an email. It may come through messaging or notification. It may come through push pay. Miss Valerie is going to come shortly to share some things with you. But we need to activate ourselves, remain active in prayer. I'm going to be preaching on Wednesday nights from this platform, just like a thousand people are here. And I'm going to be giving some instruction about what I believe the Lord is saying. And on Sunday mornings, for those that are elderly that need to stay home, you can. I will never tell you you can't gather unless it comes down from the government that we can't gather. But in gathering, we'll make sure that we're spread out and doing whatever we need to do. But you need to be able to hook up and hot link, hot sync with our church, either Facebook Live or the website as well to live stream. And you need to stay current with what's going on. So you need a neat bulletin. If you don't have that, you want to make sure that you stay current because we're going to have to speak this way. That's underground for us. So also the church was very active and alert in sanctification. They didn't allow the enemy when you start backing away from everybody. It's easy to then say, well, to pass time, I'll just start letting the enemies that held me fast. Years ago, I'll start stacking it in the cupboard and it's just to pass time and open yourself up for even more bondage. When kids can't do what they want to do, they go to Snapchat. They isolate themselves to the room, and they're watching full movies. I'm asking parents to invade space because you, you got to sanctify your house, not just with sanitizer. Make sure everybody's on the same page. And you need to wake up because things are happening uh, right under our nose. And I got parents that say my child would never do this or that. We need to be watchmen. And I'm not talking about being paranoid. Believe me, things are going on in the back room. There used to be a song, I got a meeting in the ladies' room. That's not the ladies' room anymore. It's in the back room. It's in the bedroom right in your home. There's a meeting going on. Please make sure you invade the space. Love your children. Whatever you find them in, love them through it. Amen. Amen. Staying connected is another way that the church was alert and active. They stayed connected through available methods of communication. If they had to use Morse code, they did it. We have the internet, use it. We have Facebook Live, use it. We have free conference calls, use it. I'm asking all leaders to make sure that you meet, start meeting with your people. Even assimilation will start doing the teachers through free conference calls. Use the methods that we have. 
Everybody will get an email, you dial in, and you're able to talk. We'll give you uh, tips on how to keep the conversations flowing. That means you need to be in an isolated place, you need to be in a room and turn off the TV or any noise and not have a lot of distraction. It's just a 30 minute an hour and you need to stay connected there. If there is noise, you put your phone on mute until you can speak and use some free conference called discipline. Society is calling it social distancing. I'm saying free conference called discipline. Use it, sanctify it, keep it right so no one gets turned off. And on the free conference call, it's about dialogue. And so the leader is going to give some instruction. Nobody should take it off trying to do their own thing. Everybody should try to comply. And you'll start seeing the ones who just can't comply. They want to preach and do all of that. And you're not really in sync. That's why I'm coming at it now. And I want to visit the conference calls to make sure everybody understands what's going on. Leaders need to visit the conference call to make sure everybody's in compliance until we're able to come out. Out of this underground state. Download the church app if you can. It is the best way to stay abreast on what's going on in your ministry. There are opportunities to sow. We're going to show you how to do that. Stay connected. When God blesses you, you continue to sow. This is what the word of God say. There will always be, I don't care what the season is in your world, a seed time and harvest. Summer and winter, spring and fall. The seasons are tied to seed time and harvest. In other words, you got, you got a, a spring, summer, fall, and winter. Here's the fifth season is seed time and harvest. As those seasons are in place, so will your seed time and harvest remain in place. So sow your seed continuously. We have been many methods to do that, and you can stay current as you do that. Encourage one another during this time. No one should be yelling or screaming. This is a time to encourage one another. And let me tell you, we're coming out of this. Amen. We're coming out. This is just a season. Some of the best minds in the world are on this. Plus, the church is going to pray like never before. And I'm believing God for a miracle. Amen. Amen. I'm believing God that you're going to see this thing fall to the ground. Like the war of the worlds, you know, all of a sudden those, those things trying to invade the world, all of a sudden they just died. <laughs> I believe Corona died, not died. Died at night, glory to God. Died, just that virus, died, just stop. Everybody's sick, just start getting up. And I believe God is going to work through it as we work with scientists and the church come together as the government and the local municipalities as state and federal begin to work together. We're going to stop the spread of this thing. It's going to pike. It's going to rise for a moment, but it's going to plummet to its, its end because God has not forsaken America. God has not given up on America. God still loves America. Oh, beautiful America. Hallelujah. The place that I love. Stand beside her and guide her glory to God with the light from the light of above from the mountain to the prairie to the I'm preaching better than you saying amen God still loves America my home sweet home <laughs> glory to God and so we want to make sure that we stay functional glory to God encourage one another the church cannot be the building because the buildings are shut and the church is never shut you are the church you are the church. God is allowing the church. People that love their nice plush buildings, you got to understand that's not, that's just our gathering place. The church, you are the church. We care of the body. We care of the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. You are the temple of the living God. 
then honor him while he lives on the inside of you. Glory to God. The church or the people of God, we are the people of God. And so not the building, we are the people of God. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.